What's up, all you freaks and geeks of the world? It's your fairy sex mother, and I'm here with another sex experience episode for my podcast. Ha ha ha, the sex experience podcast. So, this topic was recommended to me by one of my best friends, and it's basically ways that you can spice up your sex life. So, I put down 10 things that people can do to spice up their sex life. It doesn't go in any specific order or whatever, it was just like the 10 things that. I jot it down that can help people, you know, add a little spice, spice, put a little seasoning on their sex life. You know, sex is like chicken. Sex is like meat. You have to season it properly to get the taste that you want. And if you don't, then, you know, it's going to be bland, shouty. So let's get into it. The first thing I put on the list is massage it. Massages. I don't know what the hell. My I just got tongue tied. But massages, not the simple five minutes into a booty massage and his dick is inside of me. No, no. Like, let's sometimes it's so exciting and you can't help it. But like, let's kind of get past that. Let's let's activate the the energy in your entire body and relax at the same time. Let's activate the energy that's inside of your feet, that's inside of your thighs, your legs, your forearms, your forehead, your cheeks. Like giving your partner a massage to just give their body that complete release. It's going to make sex way more intense. And also, it can be an intensified foreplay. A massage does not always mean that I'm rubbing against his legs or his lower or his back, his lower back, whatever the case may be. You can give your person a clitoral massage, a vaginal massage, a penis massage, whatever the case may be. It's kind of sort of for men, a penis massage. It's kind of like on the same sense of jacking off, but instead of just jacking to get them to come and you just moving it up and down and stuff like that you're just doing extra motions like massage take care of their balls take care of the shaft the tip get in between like their inner thighs areas that's sensitive or whatever you know for women the same thing for well not the same thing because you don't jack a clitoris but you know like play with the clit like just touch stimulate the body and stimulate the mind and don't always be so quick to just put it in or put it in your mouth whatever the case may be because sometimes people don't be in the mood or sometimes when people have sex they're so tense up and they're just like oh my gosh I need to relax I need to relax help your partner relax help each other relax hell exchange massages give each other at least a 30 to 45 minutes 30 to 45 minute massage and then after that, determine if you want to have sex. Sometimes the massage could be so good that you might orgasm from it. You know, you never mother loving know. Another thing that you can do, number two, is role playing. People may not get into this. I'm not saying that you should go full costume or whatever, but, you know, role play. Add a little spice to it. If let's say you and your boo, um, bae made dinner. Instead of just, all right, here's your food, play like a little naughty maid. Like, ooh, like you know how the nanny was with Mr. Sheffield? She was very flirty. They were very flirty with each other until they actually decided to like date each other and be seriously committed to one another. But for the longest, it was very, 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 very flirtatious with, they were very flirtatious with each other. And so you could take that concept, but flip it because you guys are basically already sexually active with one another. So why not flirt 
with your partner. I feel like role playing is another form of flirting because when you when you flirt with somebody when you first meet them, you're going to meet them like maybe at a club, so you're flirting with the bartender. If you meet them at a restaurant, you're flirting with your waitress, the hostess, the manager, the bartender or the the cook, who knows. If you're flirting with or if you go out to like the store, you're flirting with the cashier or the clerk, whatever the case may be. Like you flirt with people when you meet new people all the time or not all the time. But, you know, when you're single and you meet people and you flirt with them, use that same energy in your relationship. And it's still role playing in a sense. And if you want to take it up a notch where you want to add costumes to it, get you a slutty maid outfit, girl. Ain't nothing wrong when he come home and he see you, quote unquote, dusting. Hey, that ass look good in that maid outfit. Men, you can get into role playing too. Like you, you guys could pay waiter and food critic. You feel me? Was your food delicious? Yes, I like that thick piece of meat. I like it. I don't know. I can't think of anything right now. But like, yeah, let's say, let's try this for an example. You and your partner, y'all want to get into role playing. And the example that you use is one person is a waiter and the other person is a food critic. The waiter comes over. Hey, what can I get you started with today? I would like a thick piece of meat on a plate served with extra curve. Like describe their penis and make it sound so sexual, nasty, but tasteful. Stimulate the mind. Getting Sometimes sex is not 100% physical. And if you think that it is, that's the problem. It's probably why you either come quick or you're not satisfied or you're not enjoying yourself. Sex if anything, is 40% physical, but 60% mental. If you are not in the right headspace, if you are not comfortable, if you're not relaxed, if your body is not at equilibrium, you're not going to enjoy the partner that you're having sex with 100% of the time. So, you know, stimulate the mind. And role-playing can fuck you up because the words sound so tasteful. It's just to the point where sometimes someone could talk to you so good or talk to you so nasty, you got to freaking cross your legs to hold yourself from exploding in your panties or whatever the case may be. So, role-playing is really hot. And it can become sexy. And, hey, it's another form of lingerie. So, I don't think anyone has an issue with lingerie. Well, goddamn. Fix the shit then. It's always something building over there. Anyways, number three is sexting. Now, I know, well, when I was growing up, basically, in my teenage years, they used to, like, tell parents on the news, make sure you check your child's phone because they could they could be sending nasty messages to other people. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Shut up. Anyways, when we get, well, hot damn, I hope whatever you're trying to fix is being fixed. Because damn. But sexting is a really hot, sexy way of like, again, flirting with your partner. Honestly, ways to spice up your sex life. It honestly only dies down when you and your partner stop flirting with each other. Because if you think about it, when you and your partner first got together, first fucked, first whatever. Anything that y'all did first with each other. It dealt with like a lot of flirting, um, persuasion. Uh, what other word can I use? Coercing. Uh, a lot of touching now nowadays when people are in relationships for for oh so long they kind of lose that touch with each other instead of losing it keep it going because if you constantly flirt with me as if you first met me I'm going to keep coming for you like when you first fucked me and it was great so you know but yeah back to sexting tell each other some nasty things like while 
it, a lot of y'all be having jobs or y'all be on your phones anyways. So, you know, tell me a little something dirty. Tell, tell me what you want me to do when I come home. I want I want you bent over the bed. Rubbing against your click until I put my dick in. And you better not stop unless I say so. Ooh, yes, daddy. And then I'm going to suck your dick so hard. Or I'm going to throat your dick so... I'm going to put your dick so deep down my throat that I just might choke. You better not choke. You better look at me and swallow that shit and be a good girl. Yes, daddy. Like, that shit is sexy as fuck. I be sending my boyfriend nasty messages all the time. And when he responds back to them, oh my goodness. That shit is sexy as fuck. It's it's an intensing fying. I'm making up words at this point. But it's such a a great feeling just to know like this is how you this is what you want to do with me and it's satisfying and it's flirty and it's sexy and it's hot. And then sometimes when you well not sometimes and then when you actually see each other and it's like yeah it was all that shit you was talking blah 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 and y'all start play fighting or whatever and then next thing you know you're bent over with your head hanging out the window screaming for oh my god you know bada bing bada boom bam another way to spice up your sex life this is number four is a new environment. When I say a new environment, I don't mean go outside and fuck on the balcony and become a freaking sex offender if you get caught. It's not what I mean. I don't mean go in your car and, you know, anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. A new environment, I'm saying get out of the traditional places that I've said before in another video on the bed or on your couch. When was the last time you fucked in your bathroom sink? When was the last time you had sex in the kitchen? Honestly, have you ever had sex in a closet before? Sex in a closet is actually kind of lit. Whether you have a walk-in closet, a big closet, little closet, whatever the case may be, sex in a closet is kind of lit. You have nothing but walls that you have to pin yourself against or you have their partner is going to put you up against it, like whatever the case may be. You can go in the living room or whatever, but instead of doing it on the couch, do it on the floor. If you have a bar or a, um, what's that thing called? An island in your kitchen. <laughs> get pent up on the island of course you know i wouldn't suggest these things unless you're a sanitary person so if you a nasty bitch and you don't clean your house then you shouldn't be having sex at all to be honest you shouldn't have sex in dirty environments whatever the case may be so of course sanitize clean everything before and after but spice it up don't always go to the bed because the bed again the balance is not all the way there and it's just not fun like Spice that shit up. And along with having a new environment, coming at number five is try out new positions. I'm finna Google this right now. How many sex positions are there? And I'm gonna go actually to Cosm Cosmopolitan. And they have, if not all, they have sex positions out the ass. Okay. Obviously, this wasn't the right things to Cosmopolitan. Da, 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 da. Do do do. But anyways, still to the point that I'm making, you shouldn't just limit yourself to also many sex positions. Like to like just the same five. If you sit there and keep doing the same five sex positions, then of course your sex life is not gonna be that great. It's gonna feel like what the fuck. Okay, this is the book that I needed. It's going to feel like, what the fuck am I really doing? Okay, there are over 100 sex positions. 
over a hundred and you're stuck doing the same fucking five. Of course, some sex positions is not going to be possible because like I've discussed before, sometimes people don't have the penis size or the vagina strength, the body strength, whatever, to do some of the positions. But if it's over 100, I'm pretty sure over 100, there's enough sex positions that you could try in the bed, out of the bed, in the bathroom, on the floor, in the closet, in the kitchen, on the countertop, outside, balcony, car, tree stump, whatever. It's over 100 sex positions. Why limit yourself to missionary back shots in the side and maybe riding if the person can stay up there long enough? Stop being a lame and look at different sex positions. Honestly, if you are really, really, well, not even if you should be to the point of you having sex with a person, if you're really comfortable with them and stuff like that, sit down and look at them. Like, look at all the sex positions that's there to offer or at least do a competition. Look at the first 20 every time you guys want to have sex. And then maybe like once a month, you guys can bookmark which one you want to try and then give it a try. See if you like it or not. Sometimes those different positions can actually stimulate you more and make you orgasm harder. It might make the dude come quicker. You never know. But if you keep doing the same basic bitch shit, then you're just going to have basic bitch sex. And that's probably the reason why you feel the way that you feel. Coming at number six. I hope I'm saying these numbers right. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, boom. Is sex toys, adult novelty products, toys. I sell sex toys and I have plenty of them. I think I have over 30 different types of toys, whatever the case may be. Sex toys, they are not meant to, this is something that I am, I pride myself off of. I do not believe that sex toys are meant to replace your partner. Now, are there times where I want to have sex, but my partner doesn't or whatever the case may be. So I use a sex toy to get me off for sure. Does he have an issue with it? No, he does not. But I do not believe that sex toys are meant to 100% take your partner out of the equation. They're supposed to help with whatever you're trying to work on. They're supposed to help stimulate things. Sex toys can go from nipple clamps, uh, clitoral clamps, clitoral suckers, vibrators, dildos, anal plugs, bondage kits. Um, It's a lot. It's a lot of sex toys out there that... Could honestly activate a lot more things and a lot more energy and you could come harder and do a whole bunch of more freaky ass shit. But either your partner or you are scary and got some basic ass people. And it's nothing wrong with people who don't want to use sex toys. But I just feel like if there is a way that if there is an answer to your solution by adding something else into the equation, why not give it a try? And you shouldn't count out something just because you feel insecure in what you got going on. So if you're having if you're having sex, first off, you shouldn't be insecure about anything because obviously you're letting somebody else come in into a part of your life that is very vulnerable and very secretive. Because honestly, nudity, unless you're a porn star, or that's the kind of industry you want to be in where you don't mind showing your naked body and not caring, which is a great thing to have. But for people who have insecurities about how they present themselves to the world and stuff like that, you shouldn't think or feel that way if somebody is willingly and comfortably and happily having sex with you so when it comes to sex toys honestly instead of just trying to buy your partner a toy and be like i hope they like it go to the sex store together like just go to one together walk around see what's there see how big it is see like oh my gosh like the first time you walk into a sex store i'm gonna shit you not it's nothing like spencer's 
Fuck them little ass vibrators you see at Spencer's. There's nothing wrong with Spencer's or nothing like that. But all that little cute, simple shit that you see is not what you're going to see in an authentic sex store. You're going to see some crazy shit. It's going to blow your mind and you're going to be like, what the fuck? And that's okay. Ask questions. Sometimes there are some people, like I said in my last video, I'm into double penetration because double, double penetration does not always mean two dicks in me at one time. It just means I like something being inserted one in one spot and something else being inserted in another. If you have a partner that's into double penetration, but of course you're not into sharing, what's wrong with buying them a dildo? While you, while they're sucking your dick, you got a dildo in their butt or in their vagina. If you have a partner that likes her clitoris being stimulated while having sex, but sometimes you can't focus on moving your thumb the way you want to, and they're so busy just uh, and everywhere that they can't do it themselves, what's wrong with getting a vibrator? A vibrator can just be placed there and do the motions and the motions and all that kind of stuff for you, and you don't have to worry about doing it yourself. If your partner likes their anal cavity being stimulated or they like anal some sort, but you can't put your thumb in their butt at that time or you whatever because your nail's dirty. Some you can't put the thumb in the butt. What's wrong with getting an anal plug? Your partner likes to be choked and tied up during sex. What's wrong with getting a bondage kit? What's wrong with getting a choke a choker? Your partner sometimes is too loud during sex and you wanna like quiet them down, which also is sexy at the same time. What's wrong with a gag ball? I'm just saying it's so many things at a sex store that you can get to stimulate you and your partner. If your partner pussy can't stay wet long enough or the booty hole not as wet as you think it is because they sucked your dick really good, but the booty hole is dry, so it's like, what the fuck? It is nothing wrong with buying lube. Some sex stores have massage candles. Some have clitoral st liquid clitoral stimulants to help the clitoris come out of the hood more. You know, it's so many things at a sex store that people really don't talk about because it's always the basic bit shit. You just think it's just dildos, vibrators, and anal plugs. It's a lot more at a sex store than just those simple things. So boom. Number coming at number seven. Well, I'm just gonna stop counting because I definitely have slashes next to these things and I don't have numbers and it's fucking with my brain. But the next thing is try out, I mean not try out, discuss each other's fantasies. Like for me, a fantasy that I have is <laughs> I want to get a penthouse or reserve a penthouse for a night, whatever the case may be. And I want to get bent over in the penthouse with my locks are really long and luscious, have my locks in a ponytail. And then after we've seduced each other on the balcony and stuff like that on the 15th floor, we go into the jacuzzi tub that is in the same area as our bed. And the room is like matte black. The sheets on the bed are silky black. And the jacuzzi tub is made of like pink marble with rose petals and different essential oils to help relax the body. Really, really nice hot bubbles. Well, not bubbles, not hot. The, not the bubbles being hot, but like hot water, nice bubbles, whatever the case may be. And we just get in and we're just making out with each other and we're kissing on each other and caressing each other. Then it leads into the bedroom. And then we're just on the sheets, just rolling over, playing tug of war with each other. And then he busts all over my face to the point where it lands on the freaking mirror. Woo. You know, that's a fantasy I have. 
Will my fantasy come true one day? Maybe. Is it a durable fantasy? Of course it is. But, you know, it's nothing wrong with expressing those feelings with your partner. It's nothing wrong with telling them what you would like to be done. If I wanted to sit there and tell my boyfriend that I want to have a threesome with him with another woman and this is what I want to happen between us, you never know. My boyfriend might be into that kind of thing. He might say, oh, hell yeah, let's like discuss this more. What would you like? And let's see if we can make that happen. Just be in you telling your partner that information. It could easily come to a point where it might happen. You never know. It just might happen. But you're sitting there keeping the fantasy to yourself. Just discuss it with one another. What's the worst that's going to happen? Is your partner going to tell you that's not going to happen? Okay. A fantasy sometimes is just a fantasy. It's like a daydream, a fucking beauty sleep, nightmare sometimes. You know, just discuss it with each other. You never know what your partner is into until you ask. Because sometimes growing up in life, because people don't really ask questions, or people really don't have open-ended sex conversations for real, for real. You never know what somebody is into. Like, I would have never known that some people were into anal until I just openly discussed it. You know, you just never know, okay? You just never know. Um, coming in at number eight is watch porn with each other. If your partner gets turned on by porn, it's nothing wrong with that, to be very, very honest. Honestly, that th- that is what comes in with insecurity, confidence, sex appeal, all that other kind of stuff. If you're with somebody that's insecure, then they need to work on their emotions first before you start testing out things to spice up someone's sex life. I should have put that in the beginning, but I'm just going to say it now because better late than never. If you want to spice up your sex life, you got to be 100% without a shadow of a doubt have nothing but confidence in yourself because sometimes spicing up your sex life could include adding things or subtracting things that you're accustomed to but if those things get added or subtracted how are you going to feel are your feelings going to be hurt are you going to cry are you going to feel like your partner doesn't find you as attractive anymore are you going to feel as if they are doing something behind your back like you can't have those type of you can't have that mindset when you're trying to spice up your sex life, you have to be 100% secure with yourself and secure with your partner before you just take that route. Because you don't want to add something really spicy into your sex life. And then your partner is like, oh my gosh, we got to do that again. We got to keep doing that. And now you feeling like, damn, so the dick that I was giving you before wasn't good enough? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like this shit was so fucking good. This chicken was seasoned so perfectly that I want to come back here and eat it again. So, you know. But yeah, again, watch porn together. Porn taught a lot of people how to have sex, unfortunately, because porn is not a great representation of sex 100%. It shows you like what the action is and what's the motion, but not everybody is always, uh, oh my God, oh my God, uh, 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 every single time you have sex with them. Not every single person is flexible. Not every single person can suck dick like Tiana Trump. Not every man has a dick like Jason Love. Not everybody can take it in their butt and is little and petite like Hazel Grace. Not everybody can be a pinky. Not everybody can be a Foxy Brown. Like it's so many different porn stars in the industry. And it's so many different things that you get from porn. But it's not 100% real life. Porn is just like going to the movies. It is a movie that you are watching and it's supposed to have a great storyline, captivate you. The only thing is, instead of it being 80% dialogue and 20% action, 
porn is 80% action, 10% dialogue, and 10% loud-ass moans. Maybe not 10% loud-ass moans. We need to cut some of that 80. But still, watch porn together. Critique it together. There's nothing wrong with that. You can watch a porn where a girl's sucking dick and you're like, "Mm, I don't want to suck dick like that. That look crazy. Or you be watching porn and this girl is killing it. She is sucking the fuck out that dick. And you know what you're in your head like? You know what? I want to give it a try. Give it a try. If you're flexible and you're watching a porn star do a trick that you have, that you know you can do. Like if you're watching a porn star get fucked and her and one leg is in the air. If you know that you can do that and you can hold it, why not try it? You see somebody else doing it now. As long as your partner has the length that it, that is needed or your partner can angle himself properly to where everything can happen the way that you want it to, why not give it a try? You know, watch it together, critique it together, talk about it together. Is it something that you want to be, is it something that you want to do, something that you'll be interested in? And even then watching porn, you can learn a lot about a person about the porn category they watch. You like anal sex or people watch anal porn. You're a butt guy. You like cream pies or you want to come in me. Or you like the sensation of being came in or you like the sensation of coming in somebody. You like blowjobs or you like sucking dick. You like conga language. You like eating pussy. You feel me? You're into BDSM. So you like bondage. You like midgets. You like short people. So, you know, like hentai. You like anime. You feel me? Like. Bada bing, bada boom, ba bam. Watch porn together. Coming in at number nine is film it. Record yourself. Not saying everybody does this, but you can't even lie. Sometimes when there's a camera in front of you, you turn the fuck up. We have all seen various videos surface the internet where people will sit there and put on a flex for a camera. (laughs) Social media literally tells you that. Niggas will cap for a camera. So why not turn up on your sex life? You feel me? Record it. Pull that camera out. You got an iPhone or an Android. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure the pixelation of the pixelars, whatever, you'll see everything perfectly fine and clear. Have fun with it. Set up some sexy ass lights. If you see my silhouette challenge, I, we literally had sex with that red light on the entire time. Yeah, like fuck that. So have fun with it. Like go off. Get lit. Be nasty. Turn up for that camera. Sometimes people want to go back and look at it. And even then, filming yourself and going back to look at it, you can talk about what you did wrong or what you felt like was weird, what you liked the most. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You have to become comfortable with talking about sex if you're going to be sexually active. Because if you don't want to talk about sex, then I'm just going to be sitting there fucking you. I'm wasting my time. Like, I need to be able to talk to you about it, discuss it. Tell me what you like and what you dislike. And if I can't talk to you about it, then what the fuck are we doing here? And the last thing is what I basically just said. Talk about it. Meditate. Communicate with each other. You need to be able to sit down in a comfortable setting and talk about sex with one another. Sometimes Talking about sex does not mean 100%. What's your favorite position? What do you like? How do you like to get fucked? No. No. Talking about sex is saying like your funny sex experience. What was one of the things that really turned you on about me? What do you like that I do in the bedroom? What do you dislike? What do you want me to improve on? That should not hurt your pride if someone has that conversation with you. If you want to fuck me to the point or if you want to make love to me to where I am just 
craving you. I'm literally fiending you. I need to be able to talk to you and tell you what it is that I crave, what it is that I fiend. Sometimes me personally, I don't want, excuse me, thought I had to sneeze. Okay. I don't want, oh, I don't always want penetration from my partner. Sometimes I just want to put it in my mouth. I don't have to, you don't have to always put your dick inside of me. Like we don't have to do that every single time. And how does my partner know that? Because I communicated with him. I tell him that this is what I want at this moment. This is what I want to do to you. This is how I want to handle you. This is how I want to please you. Talk to each other about that kind of stuff. Tell your partner if there's something that you like to do, but they really don't fuck with. I like giving you a foot massage before we have sex because I just like how pretty your feet are and I like playing with you or whatever. I like touching on your dick. I like playing with it on the surface area against your pants, whatever, because it feels good. I like sucking you, sucking your nipples. I like sucking on your neck. I like kissing you. I don't like it when you put your thumb in my butt and you don't spit on it first. I don't like it when your nails are not clipped because I don't feel comfortable with you fingering me. I don't like it when you put your dick in and it's a floppy. Like you need to have these conversations because that way each person can know what they can do and they won't be liable to make the same mistakes over and over and over again. And it'll just make sex a lot better. You know, if you can't talk about it, then what the fuck are you doing? Communication is key. No matter what you got going on in life, if you cannot communicate your feelings, your stance, then what are you doing? What are you gaining? And so, you know, those are my top 10 recommendations on how to spice up your sex life. Again, it goes in no specific order. So, you know, you could try either one, whatever the case may be. Let me know if it works out for you or whatever. If you have a hard time trying to do one of these options with your partner, let me know. We can figure it out. You feel me? Like, sex shouldn't be as difficult as it is for some people, but it really is because a lot of people don't know how to communicate or how to talk or how to tell somebody what they want and or need to be satisfied to the fullest extent. And, you know, in a sexually committed relationship, that's the kind of thing you need, honestly. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Sex Experience Podcast and peace.